going on, family? TGIF. Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man GB, Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had an amazing weekend. Guess what? The weekend is here. It is Friday and uh, it's an exciting day. The weekend, like I said, is here and I hope you've got something fun planned for your weekend. A big thank you to everyone who joins us on social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The Faction Show. Shout out to everybody who has subscribed to our podcast and who listens regularly. We absolutely appreciate you. And if it's your first time joining us, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. Do us a favor, click that subscribe button uh, and go ahead and rate us and leave us a comment on your preferred podcast platform. Let the world know what you think about the faction. So with that said, it's time to dig into today's news. We'll start off taking a look back at the Wednesday Night War. Of course, if you're not familiar, it's NXT versus AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night as they go head to head from 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. And it's always, always very entertaining. This week, congratulations to AEW, who continues their winning ways. After three consecutive weeks of losses, this now marks week number two of a win for AEW over NXT. AEW picked up 845,000 viewers this week, while NXT picked up 615,000 viewers. So for Dynamite, it's an increase of 57,000 viewers from the previous week, while NXT lost 16,000 viewers from the previous week. Both had uh, some pretty entertaining shows. NXT was led by a blockbuster announcement from Keith Lee where he has chosen to vacate the NXT North American Championship. This has begun a series of triple threat matches that will culminate an NXT TakeOver the night before SummerSlam, a triple threat ladder match will take place for the NXT North American Championship. So there's a degree of irony to this. If you'll remember, the NXT North American Championship was decided in a six-person challenge that was also a ladder match. So it's kind of exciting to see a bit of a throwback and homage to how the title was initially awarded and to see who will be involved in that triple threat match. We do know that Bronson Reed will be the first member in that triple threat match as he defeated both Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong to do that. We also saw Killian Dane in an incredible match. We also saw the Robert Stone brand add a new member as Mercedes Martinez joined the brand. Karrion Cross defeated Dominic Dijakovic and uh, yeah, it was a pretty brutal match to say the least. So that's what NXT brought to the table. AEW, on the other hand, saw yet another debut. It's the debut of former NWA and Evolve superstar Eddie Kingston, who answered the open challenge for the TNT Championship and brought us a bit of a hardcore feel during that match as well. We also had a Falls Count Anywhere match that involved the Young Bucks defeating the Butcher and the Blade. And in the main event, it was a tag team match that saw Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeat Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. However, it was during that match that things got really interesting. But before I talk about that, I do want to talk about this interesting moment. And that, again, is the debut of 
Eddie Kingston in AEW. So for those who are unfamiliar, again, he was once part of the Evolve brand, but then became a significant part of what was going on in the NWA. Now, his arrival has caused me to ask some questions, and I'll tell you why. If you'll remember a few weeks ago, one of the first to answer the open challenge from Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship was Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, who's a friend of the faction, was the first to hold the rechristened NWA TV Championship. He then left the NWA and of course now is in AEW and is now teaming with Taz and Brian Cage. So when I saw Eddie Kingston joining, I really sat back and said, what's happening with the NWA? Well, it's interesting that NWA, who has done a great job uh, with their social media over time, has not posted anything on Instagram or Twitter since June the 19th. And that post was about the resigning of Dave Lagana, and that happened because of the speaking out movement. Now, because Dave Lagana was so heavily involved in television production, they went on to say that television production would halt, et cetera, et cetera. So we've not seen a match from the NWA, obviously, since the pandemic. Uh, their big Crockett Cup tournament and pay-per-view, which was supposed to happen in April here in Atlanta, that was canceled. There was a TV taping scheduled after that. That, too, was canceled. And one of the things that they had been doing had been, you know, releasing a lot of shows on YouTube and the like. And they were very, very active on social media promoting all of that. Well, here we are now. The NWA has posted nothing in over a month, and now we see prominent NWA superstars showing up in other spaces. Have we seen the last of the NWA? That's the question. I'll keep you posted on an official statement, but to me, it almost seems like the writing is on the wall for a company who has been so active on social media to literally go dark for a month is not necessarily a good sign for what's happened with the NWA. I'd hate to see this happen to them. Personally, I think they should go the route that other organizations have gone and go the route of an empty arena to at least keep content going on the like. But you have to know your limits. You have to know what you're good at and what you're not. And if they don't see this as a strength to uh, perform in front of an empty arena, then maybe this is the route. I don't know, but we'll keep you posted on an official word on the future of the NWA. And speaking of the future, there was an interesting look at the end of AEW Dynamite, and that saw the return of Sammy Guevara, who appeared to be the luchador Serpentico who was in the audience and interfered in the match and participated in the beatdown of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. But then he took his mask off to reveal that it's Sammy Guevara. Now, for those who are unfamiliar, Sammy Guevara has been gone for about as much time as the NWA has not posted on social media. And that, too, was because of the speaking out movement. There was a lot of talk about comments that he made back in 2016 on a podcast stating uh, that he wanted to, quote, rape Sasha Banks. So he's been out of action, suspended without pay. His pay was handed over to the Women's Center of Jacksonville. 
And now Guevara is back. Well, according to Tony Khan, he felt as though now's the right time to bring Sammy Guevara back. According to an interview he did with Sports Illustrated, he said that, quote, Sammy completed four weeks of extensive sensitivity training and his curriculum included subject matters of tolerance, gender, race relations, and why people's words matter. During his suspension, he was very contrite. I asked him to use that time to try and become a better person, and I think he did. Sammy was off television for a month and suspended without pay for 30 days, and I think it was the right time for Sammy to come back because he's shown that he's very sorry and that he can change. He spent every day over the past month trying to prove that. So if you remember a few episodes ago, uh, Courtney and I talked about when Sammy Guevara should return, and Courtney felt like it should be a month. I felt like it should be a lot longer because four weeks off of television really isn't a long time. And to be perfectly honest with you, I was just starting to miss Sammy Guevara. I think it's still too close um, for people to remember what has happened. But be that as it may, Sammy Guevara is back. What will Sammy have to do to prove that he has changed? I don't know. But apparently Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, and the folks at AEW feel comfortable enough to bring him back. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think it's too soon to bring Sammy Guevara back? He is the first superstar across all of pro wrestling to return to the ring after these allegations pulled him off of TV. He's the first. We've seen Matt Riddle continue to wrestle and several others continue to wrestle, but he's the first to return after being pulled off of television. So definitely want to get your thoughts on that. Before we go, I want to talk about an incident that happened that's got people asking the question, work versus shoot. So yesterday on the Pat McAfee radio show, he welcomed Adam Cole. Now, there has been a pretty sordid history between the two. Pat McAfee is a former punter for the Indianapolis Colts, but he also has been a part of the NXT TakeOver pre-show. He's been part of that crew. Meanwhile, of course, Adam Cole is Adam Cole. And so uh, Cole agreed to be on the show because he was in the area visiting family. Um, things got pretty heated uh, not long into the show or not long into his appearance, which resulted in Adam Cole dropping a few F-bombs, storming out, uh, almost getting into a physical altercation. And people are asking, is this a work or is this a shoot? I'll just say this. I've never been incredibly endeared to Pat McAfee. Um, I've always felt like he was a wee bit annoying and I had never paid attention to his show until this. In watching his show, uh, he did not treat Adam Cole with a great degree of respect. Um, he was certainly very much Pat McAfee. And I'll tell you, um, it's kind of an unwritten rule that when you have a guest on your show that you are respectful to them, you are kind to them. Even if you disagree with their opinions, you are able to do so in a respectful manner that can cause great conversation. Um, I'm not sure that WWE would necessarily sanction uh, the kind of language that was used merely for a storyline. I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to weave this in to something that's going on in NXT. But I'm of the mindset that this was a shoot. 
I don't think this was work. I think it was a shoot. I think Adam Cole got tired of it, and rightfully so. I don't think it's right to disrespect a guest when they're on the on your show. If this is a work, it's a great work. But I think it's a shoot. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, if you haven't seen it, we will post the clip on our social media so you can check it out. And you let us know what you think about Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. I do know this. I have no interest in seeing Pat McAfee in an NXT ring at all for any reason. NXT perhaps is the only brand that does not need any sort of uh, in-ring assistance from a celebrity of any kind there are way too many amazing workers in nxt to insult them in that way so again in thinking it through that's why i'm like i don't know that this is a work because this match isn't necessary but here's the truth of it nxt takeover is coming for SummerSlam weekend mm, i don't know how many eyes pat mcafee would bring to the product as an in-ring competitor nah i'm really good on that but maybe you see the world differently, and that's very possible. So let me know what you think. Do you think Pat McAfee and Adam Cole is a work? Do you think Sammy Guevara is back in AEW too soon? And what's the future of the NWA? I want to get your thoughts on all of this by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. I hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast. And uh, let us know what you think in the comments section on social media. Love you guys dearly. And I hope that you have an incredible weekend. Until next time, it's your man GB. Represent for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I my people. Here we go.